2021 has been a roller coaster for all of us, and Canadian flavour and colour specialist Embassy Ingredients has tracked the changes in consumer preferences driven by the pandemic. With health and wellness now a priority more than ever before, consumers are on the hunt for product sporting ingredients that provide additional nutritional benefits. This is boosting the demand for natural, clean label and plant-based products as the condition of the planet also comes sharply into focus. That does not rule out the need for something exotic or familiar, and the bakery sector will see a wider adoption of unusual combos such as mango habanero and chili raspberry, along with ethnic notes like Mexican hot chocolate and the all-spice speculoose, a Dutch favorite. The dessert sector will see more savory tones, food truck favorites will evolve, and cheese is going to play a big role. We chat to Embassy's president, Martino Bambilla, to see what's in store for the new year. In your press release, you mentioned that 2021 has been a roller coaster for the company. Well, I think as uh, all your listeners are probably experiencing too, it's a roller coaster on changing volumes and also supply chain issues. Right. So it's navigating the current climate, uh, the trends changing very quickly and, and managing to get supply of the raw materials you need to adapt to the changing volumes and the trends. So sometimes what's been happening, the top sellers on the shelf, I, I, I like to say this, like bluntly are the products that manage to get on the shelf because there's ingredients to make them. Can you tell me a little bit more about the company and where you started? Well, we've been in business for about 42 years now. Uh, it started in uh, 1979 and we specialize in manufacturing flavors. And what makes us unique is that we really focus in on the bakery trade because we also make a huge range of bakery ingredients, a lot of concentrates and mixes. So we marry the two strengths together and about 80% of our flavor sales go to the baking industry. You have forecast the trends you expect to see next year. Well, what we're seeing is that one thing that helps us predict trends for next year is that our sales cycle is one year usually from the time that the concept is uh, developed and the product gets launched. So a lot of the things that we look at trends for the coming year at this at this time are actually things that we know are going to be launching in the next year. So we have a little bit of an inside track. And what we're seeing in a lot of development that we're doing with our clients is a lot of spicy products. Uh, ghost pepper seems to be very popular. And okay. for a lot of years also, if you're putting any kind of cheese flavors in a bagel or a bread product, uh, whether it's real cheese, enhancing it, that sells quite a bit. That is a huge trend. And they're also getting into trends now into brioches and flavored brioches and sweetbreads. Why do you think these trends are coming about? Well, a lot of it's getting back to nostalgic flavors, even though people are now exiting the household and getting back into the marketplace. Uh, they're going back to old favorites rather than trying uh, all new stuff. And, and really, if you look at the market, if we're looking at the U.S. market, it's not one homogenous market. So you've got the East Coast, you have the West Coast, and then you also have the middle of the United States. 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes the trends are a little bit different depending on which market you look at. If you're looking at the coastal areas, you're also getting a lot more of the ethnic markets like Yuzu and Ube and so on. They're a lot more experimental. Whereas if you go into the Midwest and so on, it's more, much more of the nostalgic flavors and the old tried and true flavors. Embassy is a Toronto-based company. Do you have a market into the U.S. and beyond? Oh, yes. We sell uh, all over Canada and we sell into the United States and all into Central and South America. So we do more, a lot of the Americas in all our product lines. And one thing that maybe your listeners don't know is the largest food manufacturing hub in North America is actually the Golden Horseshoe, which is in Canada. The center of the Golden Horseshoe, you might say the top end starts in Toronto, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a city, the GTA is about six or seven million people right now. And it goes all the way down to Buffalo. So they call it the Golden Horseshoe because it goes around Lake Ontario in a horseshoe shape. That's the largest food hub in North America right now. How has the pandemic driven these trains? Well, it's driven them because at one stage, people were doing a lot more things at home and they were experimenting also with home baking. I don't know if you remember the beginning of the pandemic, there were shortages of flour at the grocery store shelves. So people were experimenting getting back to what they used to do when they were younger, maybe with their families at home and baking. And then now that they're going back out to the stores, they're looking for the same things they might have been doing at home. Now, how can they buy them on the store shelf? Health and wellness still tops the consumer list. Can you go into the trends you predict for 2022? Well, the the health and wellness also goes with the plant-based environmentalism. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, People are going to plant-based for multiple reasons. And the studies that people have done is for health reasons. People are trying to be healthier uh, because, well, with all the news about COVID and everything else, everything distills down to healthcare, taking care of yourself. People want to be healthier and they're looking at how can they eat better. But then also with all the news about the environment, people are also looking, how can I help the environment have less of an environmental impact? And as people are switching to plant-based foods, and they're not doing it where they're complete plant-based diets. A lot of people are being flexitarians, so they're going to be eating less uh, foods that are not plant-based. But they're experimenting a lot more with oat milks, uh, with uh, muffins and pastries that might not contain egg any longer. And the technology has gone to the point where in the baking industry, we're very lucky. When you buy a Beyond Meat burger, it's going to be more expensive than your regular burger in many cases. Whereas you can buy a plant-based muffin and it's going to be at a very similar price point of a regular muffin. And the quality now with technology is about the same as your regular muffin for shelf life and mouthfeel and so on. Clean label affects all of the food industry and no less so the sector that you are in. Can you tell me how the company has evolved to rise up to this consumer demand? Well, yes, we're getting a lot more in cleaning up the labels. We've always believed that you don't have to have a full book on the back of your label to make a product. So the labels can be shorter and it's counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. Science takes a very big part in making the product more clean label. 
because it's all the new technology that can get natural products to perform and still give through the six month of a freezer life that people need to get to the store shelf and have eight day shelf life at the store shelf like our clients require. On the natural color side, that's when I have a lot of respect for a lot of the larger companies in the industry. Like in the news, a lot of times large companies get bad press about not looking after consumer and making unhealthy products. But we know from experience, the requests that we're getting from the large companies and the mid-sized companies trying to make their products healthier. And when they switch to natural colors, they're paying a huge premium over artificial dyes. It's the price difference is enormous, but they're doing that to make sure their products are healthy for the consumer. And we like going on that trend and supporting them on those changes. Getting back to something that you mentioned, and that's spicy, your highlight of the month is Speculoos. It's a Dutch favorite. Firstly, can you explain what the flavor is, along with how you see it evolving? Well, that's a difficult flavor to describe, the speculous flavor. Uh Um, It's a little bit spicy and nutty flavor on it, and we incorporate it in some different cookies, and it's one of those... nostalgic flavors when you taste it, even though you might not be familiar with the word speculous. And uh, we're seeing a little bit more traction. And I did not know, I just learned something new that originated from your part of the world. What are the other surprising twists expected for 2022 and beyond? Well, what we're looking at uh, is more savory also besides just spicy. Uh, So we're doing a lot of different, uh, sometimes you're getting the ideas from pasta dishes even. Uh, Mm -hmm. So looking at the pasta dishes and the pesto and basil, uh, chili and garlic, we even have uh, cacio and pepper products. So that the thing is that transferring what is on your plate at dinner time and how do we make it into the bread item or even a savory dessert? Because not all desserts now are sweet. A lot more. There's a lot more savory products, even in Danishes coming out. Mm-hmm. where it doesn't always have to be a sweet Danish, it could be a savory Danish. And is this translating into the snack sector as well? Well, the snack sector is very strong, even in the bakery, depending how you term it, because even large items where you used to buy a bakery item is quite large and you would eat it almost like a large dessert or a semi-meal. Now the trend is, how can you do it in bite size and grab and go format? Right. I think the originator of that uh, was a company that made the two by brownie. And they were the originator, you might say, of that concept when it started out. But now that is so mainstream that a lot of people are making products where how can you put it in a smaller package? How can you give it a shelf life? And how can you make a grab and go so people can eat it while walking down the street and not have it as a sit down dessert item uh, where they have to sit down at the table to eat? How do you see the Christmas flavors panning out? For the Christmas flavors, uh, we're looking at things like Mexican hot chocolate, uh, some all-spice products. Um, Again, getting a little bit more into the spicy trend and getting into a lot of chocolates. Um, Again, the comfort flavor, chocolate's always a very popular one. So you're going to be seeing a lot of that into the Christmas flavors. How do you see your company evolving in the next five years? Uh, that question I probably will answer differently now than I would have about a, even six months to a year ago. 
Right now, because of all the supply chain and the labor issues that all companies are facing, not only in the food business, but in every sector, it's basically having a strategy of being much more focused and targeted, knowing who you are and where you can put the limited amount of resources, whether it be supplies and or people. And how do you focus that? If you have no focus right now, I think that you're going to be too spread out and you're not going to be able to please anyone. So really know who your market is and who your customer is and try to be the best you can for the customer you decide to service because we're all in a situation now that there's not enough supply of raw materials or labor to cast a wide net. You have to cast a much smaller target and go after that target. And drilling down specifically into the color specialist arena, how do you see that landscape panning out? That's going to expand tremendously over the next 12 months. A lot of those colors are coming in from overseas, so the supply chain is long, but the quantities are minimal, so that's why it's getting around the supply chain issues. But the biggest trend we see is the natural colors. And of all the health benefits when it comes to a flavor and color company, switching from artificial to natural colors is the biggest health benefit. What's your favorite color? The one that is always the most difficult one to do sometimes uh, is a beautiful blue color. Right. And where do you source that from? A lot of it comes from India right now that we're getting it from. So different spirulinas and getting the ones that are baked stable. So our industry is very specific. How can you get colors that are baked and light stable and also freeze stable to go survive the whole process? You know what, it's it's a very exciting time for our industry. There's a lot of change and in change, there's always opportunity. Uh, so with all the challenges that companies are having and a lot of the challenges that are happening at my customer level, I just wanna make sure that everybody during these times keeps their eye on all the potential that changes bring to the table and make sure that you capture that potential and you evolve your company to be what we need to be as we exit COVID and as we go into the future.